on the school holidays, I had to work because of the drought, and we just had to pull cows out of the dam all day, and like, because the dams were really boggy, and um, we had to feed our hay, five bales every day. podcast of the Isolated Children's Parents Association of Queensland. We're about ensuring bush kids and their families have no disadvantages, especially when it comes to education. Hello and welcome to episode five of Chinwag. Chinwag is the podcast of the Isolated Children Parents Association of Queensland, more commonly known as the ICPA. And today um, I'm your host, Fleur Anderson, and I'm joined by uh, the publicity uh, officer for ICPA Queensland, Melissa Ireland, and Queensland President Tammy Irons. Hello, ladies. Hey, Fleur. Good evening. How are we all? Good. <laughs> <laughs> Tam, it's uh, it's not necessarily the middle of the term for ICPA, the the job that never ends. What's happening a little bit behind the scenes of ICPA at the moment? Yeah, sure. We've been uh, working really hard on our position statement. It's the election year here in Queensland, so obviously we're really keen to see what we can get from each side of government and see what they'll commit to going forward for rural and remote education. So we've been working really hard to put forward our issues in that position statement. When um, Now that we've got that ready and by the time this podcast is um, being listened to, we'll have also done delegations, which is our uh, regular trip to Brisbane each year to meet with department representatives and this time um, parliamentarians. So we meet with members of parliament from both sides and um, obviously the Minister for Education, Grace Grace, uh, the Leader of the Position and so on. And this time the, the main purpose has been to present that position statement and also just present any other particular issues that are still ongoing from conference. So it's a pretty wild three days. We have a full day of a face-to-face meeting and then two days where we cover all of those sorts of organisations, any stakeholders, any stakeholder meetings and also those um, meetings with members of parliament. So... Um, I, I couldn't tell you, it's, I think it's in excess of about you know, 40 meetings anyway and all of us going every which way across the city to do so. So, um, wow. that's, um, yeah, that's where ICPA Queensland has been in the last little while. Um, oh, we've also done a jaunt to um, Melbourne, myself and the Secretary Kelly, um, to actually have a joint council meeting with other presidents and secretaries or vice whoever went. Um, and Federal Council, so all of those ones across the states and territories. Um, we've met together in Melbourne for two days and had that where we'd like to hear what each other each other is, is doing mm. and find it really helpful to be able to share information. And um, if we have similar things going on, we're able to say, well, hey, this worked for us and so on. So that's been great as well. Yeah, fantastic. There's so much going on always with, um, with that. The, the idea of pulling together those 40 meetings with parliamentarians and I'm guessing yeah. sitting week between everything they've got just sounds like a logistical yeah. nightmare. The Excel spreadsheet is jam-packed <laughs> and there's lots of colours. <laughs> and uh, Melissa, you're heading along to delegation. Uh, we, I believe um, you've been battling floodwaters earlier in this time. Are you going to be able to get out to head down? Yeah, yep, we'll be, uh, I'll be there on Monday with, um, with the rest of the team. Uh, the road is still a bit soft to my place, 
but um, I think it will be okay by Monday for sure. Very good. Where there's a will, there's a way. Um, so back to school is po- a topic we're going to talk a little bit about today and it might seem a strange thing to talk about when we're, you know, three quarters of the way through the term, but I guess back to school is such a, at, at the time, it's such a hub of activity. There's stuff going everywhere, people going everywhere and it's all a bit crazy. We've now all settled well back into the school year and I guess it's a great opportunity to kind of reflect about what that back to school means. Um, so I'm interested to hear from you ladies particularly about what back to school means for you. Is it a time where everything returns back to normal or is it a time where things just get a whole new level of crazy? What does what do you associate with back to school, Melissa? Uh, thanks, Fleur. I kind of consider myself to have two lives. I've got the life where I'm the mum and we're on we're together and we're doing our family thing, and then I've got the life when they're at school and I'm doing that life. Mm. Um, and so my my reflection, I guess, is when I when we go back to school, uh, I'm parenting from a distance. Our mm. nights are much quieter. Um, this term, we've been dealing with uh, broken bones and girlfriends and bullying, <laughs> and I found those things tricky from a distance. Yeah. Um, yeah, That's... tricky. Uh, increased phone calls, of course, yeah. and um, and homework helped by a text message is always a good one I have to deal with um, as a back to school. Yeah, right. You're right. That um, sort of shifting your parenting kind of tax, isn't it? You know, where you've gone from having this ability to be able to be, you know, read all the unsaid things and be in touch and that sort of space and having to really try and tap into our, it sounds like it's a whole new skill set, this parenting from a distance business. Yeah, I think so. I, um, and, and I am totally not equipped for it. I've got no <laughs> reference points or skills in this area really and I'm totally winging it all the time. Oh, well, I don't think you're alone in that. I feel like that's just parenting no matter where you're doing it from. Yeah, you're probably <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, um, what about you, Tam? Back to school. How does that, um, what, what uh, feelings does that evoke in you? Yeah, great. No, I shouldn't say that. Look, back to school, I guess, now for us means back to school for all of us, including me, because I'm teaching full-time this year, um, little preppies. So that's been an exciting back to school for me and also, I guess, just a a big adjustment and a learning curve again. It's been a while. Um, So we're back to school for all of us and all three in high school now. So that sort of picked up the pace a little bit and also... Obviously, my eldest, my daughter, is in year 12. So we're sort of dealing with the stresses and, and there's been a few, you know, instances of emotional overload. But um, she's actually back into boarding during the week. So that's been a change for us being in year 12. And she's just missed it so much over the last 18 months that this was the agreement we had. So um, everything's sort of been, it's been about juggling a lot of different balls, this um, back to school time for us. And um, in terms of ICPA, I think it's probably important to mention that we also, as we went back to school, really started a bit of a campaign out to um, schools about our kids over the holidays not having actually had a real holiday in most terms, where Mm -hmm. most of them were actually doing a lot of work at home on the farm and there certainly wasn't any, uh, there were very many beach visits for them and so on. So. We really wanted to highlight that with the schools, in particular the day staff at boarding schools, just to, to really watch our kids as they come back. So 
I think I'd be really interested to hear any feedback anyone had about how the kids have have really um, settled down and gone after that holiday period. So we've had a really wonderful response to that letter. We, you know, a lot of schools have contacted us and and said thank you. And and obviously we had a piece on Sky News and all of that. So yeah, it's been wonderful. But I think it's it's just such a it's a difficult time for a lot of people, and particularly those that are sending their kids away. But even those doing doing the distance ed and trying to juggle everything on that end as well Mm. Um, and small schools. Anyone out there on the land, it's just been holidays have just sort of kept, you know, everything's kept rolling. It's really made no difference to them. Yeah. Yeah, it's very true. And um, we'll hear a little bit later from some kids that are talking about their back to school and they, a lot of them certainly do reference that helping helping out on the, over the holidays during the drought. Um, I, I certainly read that uh, letter, Tam, and just thought it was a really important perspective to highlight and a great thing, that a great role that IC, ICPA can play to, to you yeah. know, to highlight yeah, that. Came show- particularly, hmm. Yeah, it came particularly from the heart of one of our councillors um, a lot of it, and um, and I think it was like you said, just a really emotional, true reflection of how a lot of them are feeling, and and just remembering too that it's not even just the kids; it's our parents that are really struggling with the knowledge that you know their kids haven't had a holiday. Mm. So um, it's also that struggle and guilt, that parent guilt that we always talk about. Yeah. Um, it's just coming at them from another angle. So um, yeah, it, it 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 is. It was a really hard time for a lot heading back to school. So. Um, Hopefully everyone has settled in really well. I, I really and and hopefully a lot of them have had some rain in that time. Yep. Yeah, they have. Um, it's amazing how things can change in a short amount of yeah. uh, amount of time. Uh, Melissa, yeah. things have certainly um, changed for you out there over the last couple of months. What's um, how have the kids gone with that news while they've been at school that you've received um, some nice rain? Yeah. Look, that the the rain changes. Um, changes a lot of stuff obviously because then you can get grass and you can keep the businesses going Mm. um so which is just fantastic and so from the kids perspective that i've showed this on photos i think we're on facetime recently and and they just the first thing out of their mouth is it's so green Mm. look how green it is Mm. um and you know because when they're here over the school holidays in december it's gray and and oh. quite depressing. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that green is, is a wonderful sight and really does lift um, their spirits as well as ours. Mm. Oh, that's good. So, yeah, back to school is um, certainly different for a lot of people and even just from between, you know, the three of us here, between the two of you, it's um, a really different experience and I think that's really representative of of probably the ICPA membership. Everyone's got a different association with what um, back to school feels like. For me, it's certainly um, my first term uh, or my first year as a with one at boarding school and then one home here um, at our local school. So for me, it was a bit of adjusting to now having these split, you know, having to split myself a little bit, I guess, and having I was really worried about um, my son being the only child at home um, while my daughter was at boarding school and how he would go with that change. But to be honest with you, he is uh, reveling in the new position of only child. (laughs) He is living his best life, I reckon. So I don't know what that says about our parenting, but he seemed... um, pretty happy with the arrangement and uh, but uh, he is starting to to miss her now so um that's something but yeah so it's um been an exciting year for us but back to school was certainly filled with a lot of um it was a really anxious time for me 
um, probably more than for the kids. They were both all excited to go back and or to go to the new school. But for me as a mum, I was trying to keep it all together uh, out in front for them and then inside I was like, holy dooly, this is, this is big. <laughs> Um, yeah, which yep. I'm sure for, yeah, a couple of years, uh, you girls are much more experienced than me in this realm, but I'm sure you could probably remember feeling the same. Yeah, um, yeah definitely. So let's hear, I think this is a really good point to bring in. We've talked about back to school for us. Let's hear what back to school means for some of our kids. So Fleur and Tam, on this episode of Chinwag, we're going to hear once again from our rural and remote students and our new city friend, Holly. We'll hear from Alana from Mount Coolin. She attends boarding school. Sammy from Texas is a uni student and William from Begonia, who attends a small school. We will let these voices from the bush talk about their school holidays and returning to school. Over to Holly. I love school holidays. I hang out with my friends and spend time with family. I work a lot, but it also gives me some sort of income. What do you love about school holidays? Well, on the school holidays, I got a new horse for my birthday, which was really fun, and I got to ride her a bit. And I still had cricket to do, which took my mind off the drought a bit, and I got to see my friends at cricket. My name is Alana Clark, and I come from a cattle property in central Queensland. I'm in year 12 and this is my fifth year of boarding. I really enjoy holidays as I get to come home and I don't have to do homework every single night. I also don't have to have a set timetable for every little thing I have to do. Hi, I'm Sammy and... What I love about uni holidays is coming home and just being with my family away from the hustle and bustle of Brisbane and being able to relax and just take a break from studying for a little while. Do you work on the school holidays? I have a part-time job, so I have shifts over the holidays, but I'm assuming where you live that you can't exactly work at McDonald's. So what do you do for work while you're home? Yeah, on the school holidays I had to work because of the drought and we just had to pull cows out of the dam all day and, like, because the dams were really boggy and um, we had to feed our hay, five bales every day. While I was working on the school holidays, I did lots of things. I mustered, checked waters, fixed fences, trained a mob of wieners, helped show around our new station hand. I really enjoyed doing this because it was better than having the stress of exams and assignments all the time. On my holidays, I do work alongside my father, mainly with the cattle work and a few odd jobs that need to be done. Working on the holidays keeps me busy and allows me to spend more time, more quality time with my dad, giving him a hand, which is something I know he really appreciates. I don't have to do too much to return to school. I mean, my mum helps me to get my books together and we check out where the uniforms fit. But what sorts of things do you have to do to get ready to head back to school? The school received funding which allowed for the purchases of the books and stationery this year, which was really easy because we didn't have to go to, into town and buy them. I also had to pump up my bike tyres every morning to, for the drive to school because we only lived next door to school. And our dad also graded us a track to ride our push bikes to school every day. When I'm returning to school, I've slowly taken longer to pack. I used to pack about a week before and now I pack 
about a day before because I just procrastinate as I don't really want to go back. Um, it is hard, but you've got to do it. So you just sort of get on with it. In 2020, I will be commencing my second year of uni studying a Bachelor of Secondary Education. Before heading back to uni, I have to organise and confirm my accommodation as well as register and enrol in my subjects and organise my timetable and the appropriate textbooks. Some tips for returning to uni would be just double checking you are prepared in terms of being enrolled in the correct subjects and classes and that you've looked to see where all your classes are being held so that you aren't running around lost on the first day of class. Oh, and my tips for returning to boarding are... If you're new going to boarding school and you're scared about doing too much, don't be. I think it's the best thing you can do is to keep yourself busy because if you're not busy, you just constantly think about home. So the best thing you can do is to join a sports team or whatever you want to do and do something. Otherwise, you'll just sit around and mope about not being at home. And that's not really going to get you anywhere because you have to be there. Thanks for sharing all that great insight and information on your lives, William, Alana and Sammy. I'm Holly and I am ICPA. that together Melissa that was awesome so nice to hear from those kids they did a really good job actually I think uh, they might be the next host of uh, of Chinwag I reckon <laughs> I think so yeah, did a really good job uh, so now the kids are back in school and it's back to what's normal whatever that means um, it's also a time where we can forget about looking after ourselves, I guess. And and I was thinking back about this. I was thinking back to the conversations that were held at conference in Charters Towers uh, last year. And that was a real focus, wasn't it, Tam? It was that um, uh, looking after yourself yeah. so you can look after others. Yeah, definitely. Really keen for that message of um, filling your own bucket so that you can actually fill well, particularly your child's bucket, but, um, yeah, really making sure that for you to be able to do the best job you can as a parent, you have to be able to look after yourself and that's really what conference was about. And thinking about that, I actually came across something on uh, Facebook uh, this week that really reminded me of that and I thought it was a great thing to um, to chat about this here. And, look, we'll post um, in the show notes the full article. It was uh, a lengthy sort of article but um, a part of it, it was talking about how we think about self-care and I know in, um, you know, when we think of self-care it's also thinking about um, things like, you know, day spas and girls weekends and those sorts of things. And this article had an interesting perspective. I'll read just a small part of it for you. It said, um, true self-care is not salt baths and chocolate cake. It's making the choice to build a life you don't need to regularly escape from. And that often takes doing the thing you least want to do. It often means looking up for your, um, looking your failures and disappointments square in the eye and re-strategizing. And it's not satiating your immediate desires. It's letting go it's choosing new. It is disappointing some people and it's making sacrifices for others. It's living a way that other people won't, so maybe you can live in a way that other people can't. And it's letting yourself be normal, regular, unexceptional. And it's something. It's sometimes having dirty kitchens and deciding your ultimate goal in life isn't going to be having abs and keeping up with your fake friends. It's deciding how much of your anxiety comes from not actualising your latent potential and how much comes from the way you were being trained to think before you even knew what was happening. If you find yourself having regular, to regularly indulge in consumer self-care, 
It is because you are disconnected from actual self-care, which has very little to do with treating yourself and a whole lot to do with parenting yourself and making choices for your long-term wellness. And the post goes on. Um, it is, it, the, the comment section on that was really quite interesting and for me it certainly brought up a whole new, um, you know, I, I don't probably – uh, someone asked me last year about um, what I do for self-care and my response was I don't and I'm really crappy at it and it's just add, mm. I feel like if I think about self-care, I'm just adding another thing to the long list of things yeah. that I don't get done uh, and, and it just makes me feel even more guilty. But listening to that article, I was like, okay, there's a few ways to slice and dice this self-care thing and, um, what did um, so that I found a bit of comfort in that, but that certainly wasn't the way um, everybody read it. I'd love to hear what you two think. Mm. What do, what what did it what did you think when you read through it? Or or well, is it? I definitely have a, a dirty kitchen, and I don't have abs, so <laughs> I'll pick those two boxes. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> but I'll, look, I agree with you, Flo. I think um, I I agree. When I read through this, I kind of thought, oh, okay, that's not really what I've been thinking self-care is I've definitely been talking about um, we talk there about consumer self-care and I often will go and have a massage and think that's it that's it I'll tick that box I'm doing my self-care and um, I actually did put uh, something into uh, a parent newsletter last week for my parents about making sure that they looked after themselves with this you know little preppies that are all tired but you know make sure you look after yourself and and in there, I also said, and by the way, I'll be away next week. I, I do ICPA and I'm the president, so that's where I'm going. And I had one parent come in to me the next day and say, um, when do you actually look after yourself? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> and I kind of went, um, mm. I don't. Like, mm. yep, good point. Really good point. So it's something I've definitely been working on. And one thing I have been discussing um, with a lady that I talked to is I've been discussing how to say no. Um, I'm not very good at it, as most people who know me would know. Um, but even just being able to say no to the little things, like if someone, you know, asks for something, you know, even if it's just, you know, coming over for dinner, well, actually, yeah. no, I really actually just need to spend the night on my couch watching my bones rerun <laughs> um, because I just I need to actually just do nothing yeah. um, and, and feel like I can do that and that's okay. So I've been working really hard at it. Um, but yeah, this, I found this a really interesting article because like you said, it's, it's probably not the way we see self-care traditionally. Mm. And I mean, it's not always saying no either. Sometimes it can just be not right now if no's a bit hard yeah, yeah. too. Not yet. Not yet. Mm. Not yet. Yeah. yeah. That's a good one. Um, yeah. What, um, Melissa, what did you, what did you think? Oh yeah. Well, I, I think either whatever you think self-care is, is okay for you. Right. So yeah. if you, if this resonates with you, that's cool. But if you also feel awesome about, um, consumer ones, that's awesome too. I'm not but, stopping. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right. Just go with whatever works. But yeah. for me, I'm a bit like you, Blair, uh, Blair, my goodness, I've got <laughs> consumer on my brain. Hello. Um, I, I don't go and well, I mean, I don't really live in a location probably where you can yeah. just pop off to do something mm. lovely like, I don't know, whatever. But um, so I, I, I consider that I already live a life that I'm happy with. It's fairly uncomplicated. Um, mm. I have, I fill myself with enough external contacts to, you know, keep me happy in my isolated box. Yeah. Um, 
I do utilize lists a lot. Um, and and one thing that I do on my list is, you know, sometimes after I've done something, I'll pop it on the list so I can clock it off. So do I. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that, that's, you know, that's the self-care thing. I'm like, oh, God, how could I not have put that on there? Silly me. I love the way you think, Melissa. I love it. <laughs> So I feel like that's a good one uh, for looking after me. Just pop it on anyway and cross it off. And I don't have a problem moving things from one list to the new list because (laughs) I'll get to that disgusting thing soon, but it probably has to go across a couple of lists. You know, that's, yeah, totally. And, you know, that's actually really interesting. Like say, for example, I, I work from home and so sometimes I find it really hard to go to work in amongst all the other stuff that I haven't done in my personal life as well. So, you know, I've got piles of laundry or dirty bathrooms or whatever's going on um, or I haven't done the grocery shop yet and those sorts of things. But I feel like if I know that I have got them scheduled for later, like I can say, yes, that laundry is terrible. I'm doing that tomorrow or I've got after school on Thursday, I'm going to get to that or on Sunday, yep. I'm going to get uh, as long as I got it sort of for me anyway. That's my little um, way to keep saying is if I've got it scheduled further down the track, if it's just locked in and I know when I'm going to get to it, even if it's a week away, then I kind of feel okay about it. I can park it if that makes yep. sense. So that's, I, that what, makes total sense. It's one of those little juju mind tricks we do with each ourselves to. Um, <laughs> so you don't call that procrastination work? No, because it's thought. intentionally locked in. I'm not even procrastinating okay. on it. I've, I've gone to the next level where I'm not. It's then, scheduled. It's a it's schedule. Scheduled. It's, exactly. It's done. Yeah. It's like booking I'm, a meeting. Try that. Yep. Yeah. You booked it. it in. It will happen. Um, yeah. I. I'm a bit the same, Flair. I um I like to have things scheduled. So it's even the ugly things on the list. It's like, okay, I will do that one on Tuesday in three weeks. You yeah. know, like yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it'll it'll get there and it will move across the list. And yeah, okay. and and then uh, my other, I had one more on my um li- I made a list surprisingly. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've got one more here, and it was about housework. I kind of gave that up a while ago. I just, yeah, I'm like, I don't care about that and I'll just give up on that. (laughs) Yeah. And it made me feel way better. Just forget about it. A friend (laughs) once said to me that you're allowed to have, you know, um, she said like with her kids eating vegetables, this is a site, but, you know, stay with me. They say, you know, you're allowed to pick one vegetable that you don't eat and that's okay, but you have to eat everything else. And she says yeah. she does the same with around her house. She's like, I just pick one, like, you know, there's something that I will just never, ever do and that might be ironing and uh, keeping my walk-in wardrobe tidy, you know, or whatever it is and everything else yeah. is fine, you know, or I don't make the bed or whatever it is, but they've got their one thing and they're never, ever going to allow themselves feel guilty for not doing it. Yeah. That's, That's a, a great one. one. Yeah. That is yeah. a great one. Yeah. The I, one thing's a great one. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of like that one too. But it was interesting, like, so, you know, with the self thing, like you said um, about, you know, whatever it is, Melissa, like whatever it is that gives it to you, that's great. And uh, the last line of this article says, Someone who knows that salt baths and chocolate cake are ways to enjoy life, not escape from it. And I was like, oh, that's a penny mm. drop moment for me because that is true. Like I'm not – I love doing those things and that's just part of enjoying life. But I I find if I rely on those sorts of things to um, 
fill my cup, I suppose, or, or help me uh, feel better about everything. It doesn't normally work, you know. Like you can go and I go and have the massage, and then I come home, and every the financial problems, yeah, nothing or changes. The stress yeah. or the financial problems yeah. or the problems you're having with your kids or your partner or whatever, they're still there, and nothing is really probably. I guess the premise of this article was saying, if that's the thing that's actually causing you grief that's the thing you've got to deal with for your self-care um yeah 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 that's the ugly thing and get it get it crossed off or get it dealt with yep and and chocolate cake i mean it should be for enjoying to be fair i feel it's staple (laughs) part of my daily routine (laughs) Uh, no you're right Mm. i think i think um i think it's right and i think there was something also um, it, I was reading in the arg- in the article of just saying, you know, it's about being honest to yourself and it's about, what does it say? It's giving the hell up on some goals so you can care about others. And yes. I, I like that. And it's about, I think it's taken me so many years to realise that what other people think really shouldn't be a big thing for me. Um, and I know that we have so many, so many of our kids think like that. And, mm. and I, think, I don't know where it starts, but we do seem to have that mindset. And I've always and loved being around people who don't give a crap. Yeah. And and I really do love that they can feel like that. And it's really only been the last few years when I've gotten better. I'm not going to say I'm completely cured, but um and I, but I think that's a really important part of it. And when they talk about that as being self care, it's, it's a really interesting way to look at it. Yeah. And and it's and, and not only not giving crap, but knowing what you do and don't give a crap about. You know, like this is something that's really important to me and I'm going to really focus on that. And this isn't something that is important to me. So I'm going to let that one go regardless of it's whether it's, you know, socially, you know, yeah, that's right. Or whether it's, and I I guess a big thing for me too was um, trying to analyse why I'm doing something, what's motivating me to do that. Is it actually because I think it'll please somebody or is it to please myself or, you know, some of those yeah. sorts of things too where you get yourself yeah. in a little moment and go, oh, dear, I think I'm I'm doing this just for a bit of, you know. For the wrong reason. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. okay if it's to please you. If, if you do something yeah. to please you, that's cool too. Like Totally. Um, yeah. And sometimes pleasing others surprises you. Uh, yeah, yes. that's exactly right. Yeah. yeah. So, that's and that's right. okay too. But, yeah, that's right, Melissa. It's, yeah. I think so. It's, um, it is just, it was a really good article and I really enjoyed um, reading over we'll, it. Um, yeah. We'll share that up on our um, Facebook as well for yeah. listeners. Yeah. They can um, head to our Facebook and check that out. Yes, because I'm sure there's a few people driving along listening to this, having their own little thoughts and wanting to chime in on this conversation. I know I've been like that on podcasts where people are having a little conversation about something. I'm like, oh, oh I want to say something too. Like I agree with yeah, you. Yeah, don't or... do it while you're driving. No. <laughs> <laughs> yes, when you pull over very safely on the side of the road, jump on the ICPA Facebook That's page right. and um, have a comment. I'd love to, yeah, expand that conversation out beyond the, the three of us and hear what other people think when they read that as well. It was certainly, um, yeah, got people talking, including us. So, yeah. Well, ladies, I think it's we're we're just about um, out of time already this week. It's um, flown by. It's been really nice chatting to you all. Um, all the best with um, delegations. By the time this comes to air, you'll be fresh back from that, and uh, we will have seen, um, you know, seen and heard a few things that have happened. And um, I look forward to talking to you both again really soon. Thanks,
Thanks for listening to another episode of Chinwag. We would love to have you as part of our community, so please make sure you subscribe to the podcast. That way you won't miss a thing. You'll get notified of episodes as they drop. You can also follow us on Facebook. Just search for ICPA Queensland and even better, join us as a member. You can find out more about the work of ICPA Queensland and the benefits of membership at qld.icpa.com.au forward slash members. And finally, we would love to hear from you and your feedback on the show and what you'd like to hear about too. Shoot us an email to queenslandpublicityofficer at icpa.com.au or a message on Facebook works too. Thanks again for tuning in and helping us raise the profile of rural and remote education. By listening and sharing our podcast and information with your friends and family, you are helping to raise the profile and voice of ICPA. ICPA.